Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. So thank you for tuning in today, friends. I am so thrilled to be bringing you this special episode release. I have been teasing the behind the scenes of this episode theme for a while now on social media, but I am so happy to share with you the wonderful guest who is joining us today for the conversation. Some of you may know of our guest today as Candace Abroad, but it's Candace Salters who is the gal behind the incredibly engaging, colorful, and relatable blog, Candace Abroad. The blog, which was inspired by Candace's move to London from the States in 2016, is home to Candace's advice on traveling through Europe, how to navigate solo traveling, and even tips for learning new languages. Now as a full-time Londoner, Candace is utilizing her platforms to empower women to live their London lives and beyond to the fullest. Some of you may even have come across Candace's story on Instagram where she shares wonderfully curated itinerary recommendations and tips and tricks for how to take advantage of living somewhere new or just embracing the whole city that you're in. But overall, I think what's truly so wonderful about Candace is the way in which she paired her career and goals with her passion for traveling and was able to turn travel blogging into her full-time career. Like I mentioned, I had been teasing away at this episode's topic of moving abroad for a while now, and Candace was someone who personally really inspired me in terms of her outlook on living abroad and her zest for just embracing every second of it. It's something I was able to relate to as I felt gratitude truly each day while living abroad. But going through this experience myself of moving to the UK and specifically to London, I've encountered a whole lot when it comes to trying to meet new people, getting involved in your community, and overall getting out and exploring the new city you're in. Candace is certainly the expert in handling all of that, so I am so thrilled to have her on for this episode to chat more about it and to answer not only some of my questions, but some of the questions you guys wrote in yourself. So let's get into it. You know what to do. Turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Well, like I said, Candace, I am so excited to have you on. There's so much. I feel like we're not even going to begin to cover all the different topics I want to in this conversation, but we're going to try and truncate it (laughs) and we're going to get everything in. Um, But like I had mentioned sort of in the intro for your episode, um, you, you created your platform, Candace Abroad, to empower women to live, you know, life to the fullest in London, but also beyond. Um, and you give a lot of advice for moving to new places, um, sort of being a new fish in a big pond. And you also just give so much travel advice and, um, you know, just neighborhood advice, if you will, for those living in London. Uh, I'm personally, as somebody who just moved to London, I am excited to ask you if you have questions few questions of my own. But um, yeah, before we get into all that, thank you so much for coming on and how are you? 
I'm good. And thanks for having me. I love doing podcasts. I just love having conversations. So it's like a, a really neat way of having a really cool conversation. Amazing. Well, like I said, there's so much I want to get into, I guess. First things first, uh, to introduce people who aren't familiar with your platform, Candace Abroad, and sort of what you've been doing on social media. Um, if you wouldn't mind just introducing people to your story, how did you end up abroad? Uh, just who is Candace? Yeah, um, so I'll start from 1718, which I think is where my story kind of begins with London. So Basically, long story short, um, Mark Zuckerberg is to blame. I was on Facebook one day scrolling and I saw this ad for Now This. They're like a um, little tiny TV show on the internet. And they were talking about like studying for free in Germany. And my mind was completely blown because one, I didn't realize that you could study anywhere outside of the US if you were an American for college. And two, I didn't realize that people were going to college for free. Like my sister was paying older sister like 50 grand a year or something crazy at that time. So I was like, huh, that sounds interesting. So I just got down this research loophole um, or rabbit hole rather. And yeah, I stumbled on London. I had a university, I guess they could like Facebook retargeting could see that I was looking up all of these different things. Um, and I just got an email like, oh, do you want to like come to London and study at our school? I didn't look up the school. I didn't look up anything. I, I don't know what it was. I think it was just instincts to be honest and probably just bit of being 18 but I was like okay London yeah there I go like I'm moving to London so it was I wish I could say that I had this like very well researched plan and I think if I moved in my early 20s or mid late 20s 30s I'd definitely be a bit more like okay is this like a good decision um it has been but at that time I literally was just like okay I'm just gonna go um so I just waitressed a lot through high school got scholarships uh, and figured out a way and I moved here at 18 and then a few years went by, I did my bachelor's, I did my master's, um, did a bunch of jobs and startups and marketing. And basically during that whole time, I knew that um, having my own business, being an entrepreneur was something I've always wanted to do. So I'd had too many failed businesses <laughs> to count everything from like selling vintage clothing, um, homemade cupcakes, like every business idea you could think of, I had it. And I'd always loved to blog just like for myself. And then I realized um, over time, oh my God, people are doing this like as a business. How does this work? So I just kind of got super into courses and learning and I love to learn and learned everything I could about SEO and all the bits. And my original dream was to be a travel blogger. I had no real interest in social media. Social media was purely like, here's my blog, go read that. Like, I don't care about my Instagram. Um, but over time, just me sharing about London and living abroad and just things that to me were, um, I'd say more like, what would I wish someone would have told me beforehand, whether mm -hmm. that's like, a cool cafe to go to and get some work done to, you know, how do you deal with anxiety abroad or all these different things. And I was just honestly answering questions I had <laughs> and just answering them for like a past self. And I think that really resonated with people. Um, I think online, my audience is pretty much different versions of me and different storylines. Um, so yes, yeah, so I made Candace abroad and I started that and within about two years I went full-time and I'm on my third year now so one full year full-time um and so yeah it's my travel blog and then all my social media platforms and the official kind of slogan is a London and travel blog sharing practical and lifestyle tips for women in London so I'd say that the people I kind of um have in my community are people moving to London living in London 
or traveling to London. Um, but also there's a subset of women that just either love solo travel or just love just doing things on their own and making these big decisions without necessarily asking for permission, which is 100% what I did. Um, so yeah, I think it's just a community of really cool women who love to travel and most likely live abroad or want to as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I think one thing that really caught my attention with that is that a lot of the things you just talked about are very shared universal experiences about things when people move abroad. So I'm sure in in sort of addressing these issues and these different topics, you've found that there are just like a multitude of so many different women out there who are also experiencing all those things, whether they're living abroad or toying with the idea of living abroad. Um, I know myself, I, I faced so many different things of just the past two months of moving um, you know, figuring out the real estate market, figuring out uh, renting in a new city, figuring out renting in a new country, because I had been on a student visa, which was very different um, compared to, you know, being on like a regular work visa and then dealing with your taxes and, and all of that. So there were a lot of things that you know, I think it's when you experience stuff, it's really easy to get bogged down and think, oh, like this is all just, this is all happening to me and then what's going on. But the the truth is it's happening to so many other different people as well. Um, So many other individuals are in the same boat as you. And I'm sure, as you said, like you found this really community of incredible women that you found that a lot of their experiences were very universal and similar to yours. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that's something I didn't fully expect. And I think that's just something that when you create content online, you'll find is you kind of just put out whatever is on your heart, or I guess if you're a business, whatever you're trying to market to, um, and then they kind of find you. So there wasn't like, you know, I, and there's one way of, I guess, building a brand where you could pay for ads and like target people. But I feel like there's another side that's very organic where it's like, if you're just sharing your experience online, eventually you're going to find people that are like, oh, wait, I have went through that same niche experience you have. And when you're moving abroad, there are so many things that you can't necessarily relate to any of your family and friends about, like, unless you're an expat or or immigrant um, living abroad, like you just, you can't connect to those experiences unless someone else has been through those experiences. So I think sometimes it's easier to find those people online than to find them, say, down the street. Mm -hmm. And if you wouldn't mind sharing just a little bit more about the community you've really kind of cultivated online through your platform, um, I know obviously you have followers of your blog and followers on your social media platforms, um, but in regards to, I've seen that in the past you've done events and meeting up with people and uh, I guess what all does your platform entail in terms of trying to like cultivate that community and kind of meeting up with pe- people in person and not just, you know, connecting with individuals online. Yeah. Um, so that started, I think what you're referring to is something that sadly discontinued because it was, it was a lot, but I am looking to bring it back in different ways. Um, that was the woman in London collective. So essentially when I started, I was finding that I was getting floods of messages of women usually in the same age bracket um they looked like 22 to 35 asking how do i make friends in london and at this point i was really focusing on london travel which i still do um but i was like why aren't they asking me about like where to get the best brunch (laughs) and it was all like where but how do i get friends like that's what i want to know and eventually i just kind of put the dots together like okay all of these women are messaging me how do i make friends why don't i just 
have a central place for them to meet. So our first event was in Regent's Park in London, which is like this beautiful park. And I just did this message like, come, we'll have a picnic, like everyone meet. Um, I had no idea numbers wise what would happen. And like 50 plus women showed up and it was just so beautiful to see and see them connect. And I think that was when I kind of realized, because when you're behind a screen, you don't really get, you have a full a kind of a picture because people are DMing you and things, but you don't have a full picture of like, okay, who is my community? And so seeing them in person, um, majority women who have moved abroad or they've lived in London for a while or maybe somewhere else and they're visiting, um, but international traveling women um, that really are just into taking chances and doing things differently and seeing them connect was also really amazing because I think that's the thing with community, isn't it? It's not really about the creator's relationship with their um, like followers or community. It's about the community members connecting with other community members because they have this shared interest. Um, so it's been a really beautiful thing to, to bring that together for people. Mm-hmm. Nice. I mean, I, I can only imagine too, because I, I, I've sort of started to experience it myself when you're moving to a new city. And this doesn't even have to be moving to a new city internationally. It could be moving across the state. It could be moving across the country. It could be, you know, whatever the move may be. When you're starting kind of starting fresh in a place, and especially when you're traveling by yourself, as I've just experienced, kind of just being, you know, moving to a new city alone, single-handedly, and you, you're working or you're doing school or whatever your life may be, it's busy. And with busyness comes like it being very exhausting and hard to find the time in your free time to go out there and just like network and meet people. Um, so if you wouldn't mind sharing about your own journey moving over here to London and how did you find it? Like what were some, if you wouldn't mind sharing some of the challenges you faced and maybe ways you kind of navigated through them? Yeah. So I think moving here at 18 and going into a university setting definitely helped because there's a lot of things just in a university in general that are geared at making you friends. Um, But I kind of re-experienced this after I graduated because my interest changed and I was kind of put in a position where I'm like, okay, I kind of need a whole new group of friends to match like the person I am now. Um, And you're right, because I think London life and just any city life and just any adult life, everyone's busy. Um, And so it can make it very difficult to find connections. So I think challenge wise... I think I I definitely fell for kind of getting stuck in the expat bubble, which is when you move somewhere and it's just easiest to connect people that are from where you're from. So I had a solid year or two where all of my friends were American. And that is very embarrassing to me now, <laughs> looking back, because what is the point of living in the most multicultural city in the entire world just to have all your friends be from where you're from? Um, so that was a, a big switch for me. And I think the challenge in that is just figuring out how to connect with people that maybe you don't have that one line or like, oh, you're American, I'm American, we can connect over that. How do you kind of, I guess, get more creative with how you approach people and maybe join a running club like in another borough a bit away rather than just saying, okay, I'm just gonna, um, you know, find people who are where I'm from. So I think that was a challenge just personally. I think another challenge for me was just, which for every expat is just visa things like just figuring out okay do I want to stay here what does that route look like um I was really lucky like going from a student visa to a grad visa to my partner 
just so happen to be British and German. And so, you know, we, we have a partner visa through that, but I think just that, that uncertainty of like wanting and knowing in your heart that someplace is home, but not having the, I guess, government or, you know, that place actually be your home. So you're constantly, I mean, I've probably applied for four or five visas at this point that grant me permission for two years here and three years there. Um, And so I think that kind of unknowingness always, like leaves you with this kind of quiet anxiety of like, okay, is this going to be my home? Can I stay here? Um, and then, yeah, I'd say the other challenges, I think are just realizing that you'll still have challenges when you're abroad. I think there's this big myth that, um, you know, when you move or when you travel, like all your problems go away. And that's just not true. If anything, in some cases they can get exemplified because you don't have your kind of comfort of home to kind of be there for you and fall back into. And you really have to be independent in a lot of things because no one else will kind of be there to, to pick up the slack if you're in a country on your own. Um, so yeah, I'd say those are, those are the biggest. So there's definitely challenges, even though I think it's, it's kind of painted with rose colored glasses when you think about moving abroad. Oh yeah. I mean, I can even tell you just my, my short time, the past two years being over here, um, the amount of people who have kind of reached out and been like, oh yeah, I really want to like move abroad. And I'm like, oh, well, have you looked into the visa? No. <laughs> and, <it's> like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, have you looked into the working requirements? No. And I'm like, come on now. Like it, it's not, I, I never mean to like scare people away because it's a really wonderful opportunity to live somewhere different. And I encourage everyone to pursue it. But um, I think it's also like, you have to approach it with like, all right, like this is what we're like getting ready to get down and dirty. Like it's going to be a tough um, challenging, as you said, process, like a, a lot of it is a waiting game. A lot of it is like wondering, like if you're on visas or, or with work or whatever it may be, it's kind of, you're just questioning like, all right, what's the next few years of my life look like? But I, I also, I, I try and like, remember to tell myself these challenges could be anywhere. These challenges could be in your, you know, the same town you've lived in for 10 years and you're still wondering, all right, like what are the next five years going to look like? Um, you know, the, the future and kind of as daunting as it can be, it's like always going to be that way. Um, uh, and trying to figure out your life. But, uh, I think, um, you know, to your point, there's, there's so many pros and I like to be a glass half full kind of gal and like, you know, choose to believe that the pros outweigh the cons in the end, because, you know, as uh challenging um, and maybe time consuming and scary a process can be when it comes to making a move, no matter how great of a distance it is, I think there's some really wonderful pros in the end. Um, so yeah, I, I liked hearing that about your story and how you, you sort of figured it out on your end. Um, it was different for me because I, I had moved to like, as you probably know, living over here, Leeds is quite a random place to move to, I feel like from the States. So when I moved over there, um, I was lucky enough, actually there weren't a lot of Americans. So I met a lot of different people from different backgrounds, um, a lot of Brits and it was really, it was really interesting to, um, kind of constantly be and a newer environment and meeting new people. I think that's, again, just like such a joy of being abroad as you're meeting people from all over. Um, but I'd love to, you know, we, we were just talking about your experience. I'd love to hear a little bit more about some of the advice you've picked up along the way and sort of the things you've figured out 
living abroad here. So I have a few different like rapid, uh, rapid fire round of questions, if you will, um, because I had posted online um, on our social media pages about moving and, you know, starting over in certain places and what it's like to make friends and, and doing all those things. And I was so shocked by how many people were writing in like with questions that they had or topics that they were interested in. So I'm going to go ahead and read out some of these questions and (laughs) amazing. So, um, I guess for just moving a long distance in general, what advice do you have when it comes to that? Maybe let's say just the, forget the physical preparation, because I know it's going to be like, we just mentioned getting your papers in order, getting your, like your passport, all that stuff. But what like kind of mental preparation, like what advice do you have for sort of the mental preparation of like moving a long distance? Yeah, I think, um, going into it without expectations is really important. I think, especially for places that are quite glamorized, like London or Paris or Bali, um, which are big hot or, um, like Mexico now is a big thing. Um, places that a lot of Americans are moving to now, I think, especially on social media, I can be guilty of like painting things as you're going to have this experience. And so I think the best thing, and this is if you go into any situation is if you're just open and you're like, I'm open to whatever happens. Um, that's the best way to be when you move abroad, because so many things aren't in your control. And also on the very positive side, it's like so many things can be so much better than you ever imagined. But if you're going in thinking like, oh, well, I know London's just going to be rainy and cold. Then, when you know, your experience is going to be okay. It's rainy and cold. But you could also say, oh, my God, I'm going to be able to explore so many like bookstores and different things and have so many adventures that maybe you wouldn't have in like sunny Florida, for example. Um, So, yeah, I think having an open mind, um, being prepared to be alone, especially if you move somewhere where you don't know anyone, um, that it's just the reality that, you know, it's not going to be like the Friends TV set when you, when you get abroad. So I think just being comfortable with like exploring alone and doing things alone and just maybe when you're home before you move, if you're someone that's always surrounded by other people, maybe just like take yourself out for a full day with no one else um, and like mentally prepare and like sit in that, okay, I'm going to move somewhere where no one knows me and I'm going to have to make brand new friends and I'm going to have to do everything by myself um, and kind of find a joy in that because I think there's a big difference between being alone and being lonely. And if you move abroad and you're alone, but you know, you're, you have good vibes and you're just, you know, like I said, being open-minded to what's going to happen you know that's kind of how you make friends and how you find other people that have good vibes and good energy um that you'll build your community abroad with so I'd say that's one um and I feel like tips come in threes (laughs) I'm trying to think of a third one right now um I think the third would just be to uh this is more practical I guess but like set up a system with your family and friends back home um I think you can either go one one or two ways so you could either be like calling them all the time maybe too much where you just need to enjoy the place you're at or kind of just being so sucked into life abroad that you kind of forget to reach out to them and then you feel this feeling of like huh I feel like I'm really missing something or I don't really feel myself and it's probably because you're not connected to the people back home so I think if you have like a set system of like okay I'm going to talk to my best friend from home on this day and I'm going to talk to my mom or dad 
this day um, and kind of have a system for that. I feel like that just keeps you internally grounded because no matter where you live, everything at the end of the day is about what's inside. And so if you always feel kind of peaceful and positive and grounded, no matter where you are, um, I think getting to that mindset is a really beautiful place because then when you move abroad, the impact just won't be um, as much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And we'll dive more into that. And I think in a second, because I want to chat about like the topic of homesickness and all that, but back to what you were saying about sort of just like living alone or being alone when you're abroad and and just moments of, you know, being solo, if you will. It, I thought of that movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it, how to be single with uh, Dakota Johnson and Rebel Wilson. Um, I'll put it on my list. It's I I really love it. I think it's a fun one because one of the central uh, Leslie Mann is also in it and she's like fabulous. But one of the central premises of the film, um, you know, it's not just about like singlehood, like being single. I mean, that's is sort of the premise of the film. But I think there's this whole other aspect of appreciating the time in your life when not just when you're single, but when you're sort of on your own and you're figuring things out. And, you know, I look at just having done a move by myself. And um, I'm sure for you, like moving over here at 18 and just navigating through college, you know, just a way, like a lot of people, like I know for myself, I went to college in the States for undergrad. You could go home like maybe on the weekends or on holidays or whatever it may be. And it, that's definitely a lot harder abroad. Maybe, I don't know if you've spent a holiday, I'm sure you have spent certain holidays like over here and maybe missed out on whether they be family occasions or or things like that. There are going to be moments where there's going to be that one Christmas you spent, you know, over in, over in the UK or that one Thanksgiving or whatever it may be. And um, I think those moments, instead of once again, like looking at it at a glass half empty, like look at it as a glass half full, like maybe that's the, you know, Thanksgiving, you went on like a hike up on Arthur's seat or like, uh, you know, that you moved alone and, you know, that's sort of an accomplishment. Like you did that by yourself. Like, look at all this stuff you dragged down or like, um, you know, certain, uh, like certain challenges that I feel like are easy to face by yourself. Like you could look at them more as, as victories. Um, and that's what I've started to do for things. Uh, instead of just being like, well, this, like, it sucks. Like here I am like by myself, like moving things down. I like speaking from recent experience, like I said, um, just, you know, earlier at this month, I moved down and instead of looking at it, like, oh yeah, I did this pulling these bags, like through King's Cross, like I looked like a crazy woman, which I did. But um, at the end of the day, I was like, wow, like very like Rosie the Riveter, like rolled up my sleeves and was like, I did this. So <laughs> I think you can just really look at things like that too. Um, and that's, I was glad you brought that up because, uh, you know, yeah, there is a difference between loneliness and, and being alone. But um, I think when you're alone, instead of kind of harboring on how maybe sad that can be, I think it's cool to like look at ways in which that empowers you. Yeah, most definitely. 100% agree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, back to, yeah, what I said was like a rapid fire round (laughs) that's really drawn out. Um, But uh, another thing you brought up is just making, making friends. And I know we chatted about this before, but like what advice have maybe speaking from your own experience, what advice would you give out for just like trying to meet friends in a new neighborhood, a new town city? Yeah, um, I think the first is um, keeping it local. So for 
depends on where you're moving. And I think I've been very London focused with conversation. Um, but wherever you are, I think it goes back to the adults are busy thing. And so proximity really does make a difference. Um, if someone is, you know, a 10 minute drive or a 10 minute tube away from you, the likelihood that you'll see them if you put it on a like a spreadsheet would definitely go up. Um, and so I think if you can look at joining, you know, local clubs, um, fitness classes are super great, especially because you can do them on a very consistent consistent basis and schedule. So say if you're like, okay, two um, Tuesdays at 6.30, I go to Pilates or I go to yoga. The likelihood that you'll see people that are also there at 6.30 every Tuesday um, greatly increases. I've actually known friends that have gone to a, a yoga class weekly, not for this specific reason, but they've literally gotten like jobs from it, from like a woman that was in the class or, you know, met best friends or just all different things. Doesn't have to be yoga. Um, but all that to say, I think being in some kind of consistent local club definitely helps. Um, of course, you can do things like the the apps. And I've, I find that those are hit and miss, but everything with apps, I feel like is a number, numbers game. So things like Bumble BFF, I know there's things like meetup.com, um, also things like walking tours, uh, which is, I guess that's the travel side in me, things that you wouldn't really expect, like, oh, this is how you meet people. But I've had so many times, even just on solo trips, where I've just done a walking tour, and then you always spot another woman that's there on the walking tour alone. Um, and a lot of times, if you're new to a new city, like, it's a great way to also get to know the city, but also get to know people as well. Um, and then I think, yeah, just general, general events and just putting yourself out there, like, you know, if you have a friend that invites you to a party and you're thinking, okay, that's halfway across London. I don't know if I want to do that or, um, you know, that's far or I want to stay in and watch Netflix. I think just learning to say yes, if you're looking for things to come to you, especially friendships, because you're not going to find friends, you know, on your couch <laughs> watching Netflix. Um, so I think, yeah, just also learning to say yes, because you never know, maybe you go out with this acquaintance who you don't necessarily get on with super well, but, you know, maybe you go to a party and then there's someone there that's in the corner of the room that you may have a, a super cool shared interest with. Um, so I think friends of friends is also a big thing, especially in a city like London where there's so many different connections people have. And I think there's definitely zero chance that there's not uh, a handful of people that you would connect with here. Um, or really anywhere. I think, you know, humans are made to connect. So there's definitely someone out there that you would connect with. But I think there is a bit of effort on your part, same as dating, where you just need to go out and put yourself out there, um, but also kind of like be okay with the timing of that. You know, you're if you do this for like a week and say, Candace, it's been a week, why hasn't this happened? Um, you know, that maybe isn't the best <laughs> mindset. Um, things take time. So I think if you're just positive and open, you're like, all right, I'm doing the steps waiting for something to happen. Um, but whether it does or it does it right now, I'm going to have a good time. Um, I think that's the best way to make friendships. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. I think, um, especially like you said, like saying yes to opportunities. Like I just, a few weeks ago, I went to, um, my undergrad university. They had an alumni night here in over in Farringdon. And, mm -hmm. uh, I went to that and I just thought like, why not? And there were like 10 of us or whatever that showed up, I think. And, 
you know, everybody else was saying the same thing. They were like, yeah, I wasn't sure about coming. I wasn't sure like how many people were going to be here. Um, and then we, I mean, I, I think it was just like the nicest time to chat with people. It was like all different years throughout uni too. So like there were so many new faces and, and people kind of from all over in the States and also um, some international students as well. So it was, it was really neat. Just again, like meeting people, uh, chatting about similar shared experiences, but then also just like individuals who are completely new to you. So, and then I think another one you gave was the athletic groups and stuff like that. I mean, I know if you or anybody listening knows I have a volleyball group in West London, like give me a shout because (laughs) I really want to start getting involved in sports. Like, I think that was, it seems silly. Like you think back to like high school and college and like, those were such a great way of meeting people and forming friendships, at least in, in my experience. And it's like, why not incorporate that into adulthood and, you know, take those things that we learn, like as teens, like into adulthood with us. So, um, yeah, those, those are all like really great things that you called out. Um, another, uh, thing similar to, you know, meeting new people, I think it's just like meeting the city that you're in, right. Getting to know the place you moved to, what advice do you have for just kind of getting to know the lay of the land, um, whether it be London or wherever? Yeah. So I think from a a blogger perspective, this actually helps a lot. So I would start by making a bucket list. Um, For me, I guess that would be places I want to write about, but just for for anyone, it could be just places you want to see, visit, experience. So just take like a day. It'll be a really fun day, I promise. Um, And just look up your destination, everything. Go on Google, look up blogs, look up TikToks, look up reels, look up absolutely everything you can about things to do, places to explore, neighborhoods to see, and where you're going to go. Um, and then pick what resonates with you. I think that's why I find it really hard to give like generic itineraries because everyone's going to love something very specific to them. So I would write a list, make it like a list of like a hundred or something crazy. Just take a day and be like, okay, this is my bucket list day. Um, And then throughout the year, just go to the list and just refer to the list. I think what happens, especially if you're moving somewhere that's quite like big and overwhelming, um, then you may get so overwhelmed with all the things there are to do that you may say, okay, I'm just not going to do anything this weekend. And especially if you're in a, a case where you're living abroad somewhere for a certain amount of time, there can be this kind of rush to do everything, but you don't really need to do everything. You just kind of need to do the things that um make you say oh my god I if I leave this place before going here like I'm gonna be upset so I think make your own personal bucket list and it'll just be so beautiful I think just personally to have like the pictures and the photos match with like oh my god I said I'd go here 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 and I look back a year later and I took myself to all these places um I'm also a huge goal setter so maybe the Capricorn in me is coming out but (laughs) I think if you make like a goal of like the places that you want to see first and like have a plan, then that actually makes you do a lot more things and just say, oh, I'm going to be spontaneous. And then, um, you know, you just end up watching Netflix on the couch again. <laughs> Come up two times now. Maybe I need to watch some Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think too, like um, one big thing for me is, I mean, I'm a foodie through and through and I love like making just, I know it sounds silly, but making like a restaurant list, a food list. And I, it's so funny how much it comes up in conversation when I'm around people now in London and they're like, oh, like, where's a good restaurant around here? And I'm like, well, I know of a place because I research food way too much. Or when it comes to, hey, have you heard of, I was just in an Uber the other day and they were talking about um, 
Beagles Bagels over in, on Brick Lane. And yeah. I was like, oh, yes. Like, I, it, it, it's funny that, like, how frequently, like, food comes up in conversation in really famous food places. And I feel like food lists, like, my food list has not failed me, is my point. It has gotten me into conversation. It has sparked, <laughs> oh, I mean, it's sparked people's interest. It's been really fun. Um, but yeah, I think a goal list and just trying to like put places down on paper of where you want to explore is, is great. I mean, just my gosh, my notes app on my phone, I'm always like writing places I want to go to. And I think that's, yeah, really great advice. Um, and then, uh, one of the last ones in regards to just general moving questions is dealing with homesickness and more specifically, um, part I'm interested about is like the fear of missing out the FOMO of it all when you live uh, abroad specifically. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, and I think maybe this is not the best answer, but I was very happy to be in London. Like I, when I go back home, I'm like, okay, I, they probably have more FOMO than I have FOMO. Um, but I think for the brief period where I did, I think it's just honestly gripping, gripping your reality that, you know, you're making a whole new life for yourself or you're in a different reality now. Um, and I don't know, I just always think with anything comparison wise, if you're fully invested in your life and what you're doing, you almost don't have time to even like think about what other people are doing. And so I think if you're living abroad and you're scrolling on your phone and you're looking at that party that the people you went to college with are going this weekend at your local bar and you're getting FOMO because you're alone in this new country. Um, I think it's just a perspective change where you could think, oh my gosh, I am in this very cool place right now, starting a whole new life. And um, for example, if you were to take that moment, get off your phone, take that list that we talked about and say, I'm going to go tick off one of these places in my list. I guarantee you won't have FOMO. So I think, and to be honest, like on the receiving end, I think the one, the person moving abroad, it's probably the people that have stayed home that have more FOMO. Um, but if you are that person that moved abroad and now you're experiencing like home FOMO, I think action is the best like um, remedy for absolutely anything. So just take action and whether that's just taking yourself on a walk and exploring where you are or doing one of the things that you said you do to try and make new friends or just taking action to build your reality in a in an upward way where you are rather than looking at, you know, where you come from, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Or where you could be. I think that's a thing I've maybe the past two years living abroad has kind of taught me is that, you know, there's people that say like the, you can have it all mentality. And I feel like when it comes to your decisions in life, like it's never going to be that way, right? There's always choice A or choice B. Um, and I believe like there's never a right or wrong, right? People will ask me, oh, like, uh, you know, you chose to go to school up in Leeds, like, did you like that decision? Did you, do you regret, like, do you have regrets will come up a lot? Like people will ask me that. I don't know why they just, um, that's one of the things like when people like, you know, inquire about living abroad, they're like, oh, like naturally they're like, do you have any regrets with it? And I always say no, because even if I had like a terrible experience somewhere, I still learned something from that. And I still took away things from it. Um, but I think when it comes to, because I, uh, recently have spoken to two people who want to travel abroad and come live abroad. 
And, uh, you know, one of the things they've kind of gone back and forth with is, oh, like, I don't know, you know, how I'll make it being so far away from my family or being away from friends who are maybe friends who are getting married, maybe friends who are having kids and um, your life just looks different. And I think back to sort of what I was saying before, like, you can't really have it both ways, right? Um, Whether you stay home Um, you know, you'll be missing out on that traveling abroad that you want to do, or like living in a new city or a new place. And if you travel or if you move abroad, like there's always going to be, you're going to be, you're just going to be missing out on things either way. Um, but once again, coming back to maybe that's the theme of the episode is like always looking at the glass half full, like you said, like value the experience that the place you're in is giving you. Um, the opportunities, the walks that you can have, the places you can go see, the lists you can make of all the things you want to do, the undiscovered territory, like how fun, what an opportunity. So I think um, for me, like whenever I have moments of, because like you said, you go on social media, it's so easy to make the the comparison of life to other people, I think, um, of just going on and being like, oh, well, okay, this person's doing this, I'm doing that. There's no right or wrong. <laughs> That's the answer. There's no right or wrong, right? Like everybody's doing their own thing. And I just think find the beauty and the thing that you're doing, find the value. And um, like I said, even if it's not, even if you have like a terrible time moving, you move to a new city and you hate it. Cool. You tried something new and you didn't like it. Nothing wrong with that. So um, yeah, I I think that that's the one thing like homesickness and especially the the FOMO of things, of making moves, um, of going to new places, like that's always going to be there. So learn to kind of just l- like live around it, you know, um, acknowledge that it's there and that it's going to be there, but then appreciate the, the value of the experience that you're currently in. Um, so yeah, I, I think too, just looking at the way you approach your your life from a sort of a social media blogging perspective, right? Um, I think the way that you're always out exploring new neighborhoods and trying new things and putting new, whether it be new restaurants or new like paths, new uh, walks that you've discovered. I think that's just such a fun way of, um, I mean, I know you're you're doing it for others, but I'm sure you're also doing it for yourself because you're you've lived in the city for how long, but yet you're still learning things. And I think that's a really great attitude to have, um, you know, just just with life in general, but especially like abroad living. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I've been here seven years, going on eight, and I think in any city you move, like it can get dull after a while. And so I know so many people who live in London and to me, it's the best city in the world. There's nowhere I've ever traveled. And I've been to so many amazing places that I haven't been like, I want to come back to London. Like I love it that much. And um, I think because of that, you get people that they live here and they work here and then they just, they never explore. And so they don't really see the beauty of London. Um, I feel super privileged that that's my job to do that. But at the same time, I think when you move abroad, there is also an element, especially if you're like going to, um, you're on the route of trying to settle someplace and not just visit or stay there for a few years. Um, where Yeah, you can like lose the light of the place that you move to. And so I think it's really important, um, even just, you know, you if you don't learn new things, 
you, we die, you die quicker if you don't learn new things. Um, and so I think exploring is a perfect way to learn something new and learn something new doesn't, you know, you're not learning like a new Einstein equation or something like it can literally just mean, oh, I found this new cafe down the street I didn't know about before, or, oh, there's this new street I didn't wander down. Even if you're used to, you live in Berlin and you always walk a certain way to work, you know, just walk right instead of left. And that could, for the day, it can be like your new experience. So it also doesn't have to be this like grand, um, thing it can be very tiny but I think that is important to not have a monotonous routine whether you're home or live abroad or yeah anything in between Mm -hmm. yeah I love that I think that's such a great attitude um that's sort of how I've approached abroad living you know I again like enjoyed London so much I decided I wanted to move down here and I've just already I mean I've been here been working down here for a few months, but I've been officially living here for just about a month and I've been loving it. I just love the opportunity that, uh, like you said, there's so much like undiscovered territory things to see. And just to keep that kind of spark between you and a city, um, to just constantly be, you know, finding new places that, um, whether they inspire you or surprise you, I think that's really fun. So, like I said, now some more selfish questions that I want to know the answers to. Um, So I think just having moved to London, um, I follow you on social media. I know the uh, different, you know, the different restaurants and different places that you're posting about uh, sharing. Do you have anything that you really recommend to someone like me new to the city um, and like, I guess whether it be places to go to, um, advice you have, like what, what would you recommend I do? Um, if I have, let's say like a day off in London. Oh, if you have a whole day off, um, what I suggest is going into neighborhoods. So my, I guess it's like a, a part of my kind of brand is neighborhoods because I'm just so obsessed so there's 48 main ones, but that's kind of uh, a lie. Cause if you look at it, there's actually like probably 50 more than that. So all that to say, there is an insane number of neighborhoods. And in London, what I love is a bit similar to New York City, I guess, in a way, but I think on another level, um, each neighborhood is like its own little city. You know, you can't really compare like a Hampstead to Camden to Shoreditch to Notting Hill. Um, And there's so many ways to have a brilliant day just staying in that neighborhood and really feel like a local. So I think if you're, say, in North London, maybe just take the day and go south because at some point, maybe just in your day-to-day life, you'll probably end up somewhere else in North. But if you don't have a reason to go to south, you're never going to go south. And there's a huge thing in London about like which side of the river you live on. But anyways... (laughs) going going south and having a day out um, like a Brixton day out or taking yourself to Battersea or um, something like that so I think picking a neighborhood and dedicating the day to exploring that neighborhood not only will just be like a super fun experience but it'll also make you feel like you kind of have a part of that city with you now um, which I think you can only do by kind of getting out of the main bits because you know when you travel to London as a tourist that's such a different experience than like going into the local neighborhoods and in my opinion the local neighborhoods are really what makes London I mean no shade to Big Ben love a good Big Ben pick (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, I'd say that. And then restaurant recs, I, I don't want to, I feel like if I give one, I'm going to have to give like a million. <laughs> I don't want to do that to myself. Um, yeah. So hit, hit me up, find my Instagram or my blog for restaurants. Cause, um, I, I don't have any favoritism. I just love them all. And that means I love about 5 million and eight restaurants at one time. <laughs> Awesome. Well, yeah, I saw you went to, and I hope I don't butcher this pronunciation, but you went to Prince Octokia for afternoon tea. Yeah, that was great. That, that was looked amazing. amazing. I do love an afternoon tea. I'm a bit of an afternoon tea nut. So I have a personal goal to try every afternoon tea in London. So mm-hmm. if you're ever keen, let me know. I'll, t- I'll take you to an afternoon tea. Amazing. Yeah. And for anybody who, you know, isn't familiar with this post, please go to Candace's page and look it up. This place, they do basically like a job. Jap- it's like a Japanese twist on afternoon tea, right? Yeah. It's amazing. There's so many different themed afternoon teas as well in London. There was like a fashion themed one that you can do in Harrods. Um, there was a Prince, Ju- like the Jubilee one. Mm-hmm. There was one of mine that got like millions and millions of views, um, but it makes sense. It was about the secret garden. So like they did it based on the secret garden and you open your menu and a butterfly's flying out. It was crazy. Afternoon teas here are, they're very touristy. I think I noticed not as many British people actually do them, but mm-hmm. I don't care because they're great to me. So if you want the true like um a really cool British experience I'd say go to afternoon tea and then you can just do it again and again because there's so many to try perfect um well yeah I'll definitely be doing that (laughs) um and then my last question and as you just said you're very much neighborhood centric you're always exploring different neighborhoods my last question and this may be a toughie is do you have a favorite neighborhood here in London oh um yeah I think that is tough. I have like a list of three, but I do have my top. So I love Hampstead. I used to live there. It's a it's a very leafy neighborhood and Hampstead Heath is like probably the biggest Heath London has. I'm pretty sure it is the biggest Heath. It's huge. Um, it was also the inspiration for C.S. Lewis's Narnia. So that can give you an idea of what it is. Um, and it's just this leafy village-like town and when I moved to London um, I lived in East London first so East London's cool but it was not the London that I thought I was living moving to but Hampstead really feels like a picture postcard perfect London especially in autumn when all the leaves are falling and um, there's like old um, stately mansion ruins in the middle of the heath um, that just have vineyards growing all around them the Hampstead um, garden and pergola and yeah, I'd say that's that's probably top. I, I'm a big fan of village-like neighborhoods like Richmond, uh, Greenwich is another one. Um, but yeah, I'd say that's that's a good solid solid pick for for now. But ask me in a week, and I'll probably have a different one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I I love it because that's sort of um, that's sort of how I am as well. Like I really love uh, I think because even when I lived in New York, I was like up more near the Upper West Side, and I really a love being you know near a park I love being near Central Park but um I liked more of an I mean it's hard to say like New York it's all neighborhoods same thing London it's all neighborhoods but I really liked the kind of quaintness of certain areas especially when you're in a major major city and there's moments where like life is just very more quiet and slow um I think that that's I sort of I really relate to that and I think Hampstead and Richmond especially um but yeah so I think that's amazing and those were my rapid fire questions um but I guess Candace you know I always love asking with this being handling it 
Do you have just having talked about your experience moving to a new country and, you know, starting sort of starting your life here, you've been over here for, like you said, seven years now, just about, um, and you know, the different experiences you've faced, um, whether they be challenges, fun things, all that, has there been a piece of advice or maybe like a through line, uh, during your time kind of living abroad that's really helped you handle your life? Yeah, I think in general, I'm very into things like meditation and just being grounded. I think that's it, being grounded, because to me, that means being the same on the inside, no matter what's happening on the outside. And on the outside, especially when you're living in a new country and you're moving abroad and like you just have all of these things constantly that are changing. Don't know what's happening with your visa. Um, if you on the inside are like peaceful and calm, and I kind of think of it like a wave, if you're always like this, then even though the world is going to go like that and your moving abroad experience will probably have some big waves, tsunamis at times, to be honest. Um, but if you on the inside kind of have this like inner peace and um, kind of that it'll all work out, everything happens for a reason kind of attitude, I think it just helps you get through life and through the experiences of living abroad so much better. So I'd say that is really kind of live your life from the inside out, not the outside in, because the outside is just, it's too unpredictable to be able to, um, you know, take everything with a good stride because you, there's a lot that happens. But if on the inside, you're already like, I'm good, um, then whatever's happening on the outside won't impact you that much. So yeah, I think that, that'd be my cheesy advice. <laughs> no, I love it. And I couldn't agree more. I think that's so true. It's so easy to get swept up with all the chaos of life, but I think it's, yeah, important to remember if you're happy doing something, um, then not to really fret too much about all the different, you know, external noise that's going on in your life. Um, just focus on sort of what's, what's really feeding your soul. So yeah, I mean, thank you so much. I know that was like a wide ranging conversation, believe me, like I said, there's so much more we could have gotten into talking about. Um, but the last thing I do want to, um, because I know I'll be, you know, linking everything up in this episode description, but where can people uh, follow along with your journey and keep seeing sort of what you're up to in life? Yeah. So I'm super glad I, I got all the usernames early. So everything is Candace Abroad, luckily. <laughs> so Candace Abroad on uh, my blog is kind of where it all started. And then my Instagram TikTok. Um, I have a newsletter, Pinterest, all the bits, but Candace Abroad is where you'll find me. And it's C-A-N-D-A-C-E. Um, some people use an I, some people just call me Candance. That's fine. But uh, Candace, Candace Abroad. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And um, yes, uh, like I said, I'm just, I really appreciated having this conversation and just, I can't wait to see what all you keep continuing to do and exploring out here. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Catherine. You guys, how amazing is Candace? I truly became such a fast fan of hers when I came across her page last year. She has such an effervescent personality and such a beautiful approach to adventure and trying new things. Seeing her embrace for living abroad was something that I could definitely relate to and I'm so thrilled that she was able to come on to chat more about the behind the scenes feelings that you experience when living abroad though, because that's something that I myself and so many of you on social media expressed your interest in as well. 
Now, if listening to this episode has you hooked on Candace's story and wanting to follow along with her journey, her blog and social media information is all listed in the episode description. I highly encourage you to follow along with her as the content she shares is just so great. Thank you to Candace so much for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I will see you next week with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.